0: Yo, check out these hunting companies that I'm grateful to be working with. All right. First up, Onyx Hunt App. All right. The Onyx Hunt App is the number one GPS hunting app for a reason. With a bunch of dope features. I highly recommend you check them out. They are available for pretty much all mobile devices. Um, I don't want to even say pretty much, let me just say for iOS, uh, meaning your Apple device and for Android. So head over to your you know app store on your iOS device, head to Google Play on your Android device, download the Onyx Hunt app to your mobile device, uh check out check it out, uh test it out. Um, they're always running free trials, so test it, test the features, see what I'm talking about. All right, folks, know where you stand with the Onyx Hunt app. Also available online at www.onyxmaps.com. Next up, nor'easter game calls. One-stop shop for. All your custom game call needs I've said it before I'll say it again mark is like a uh, Van Gogh you know what I'm saying he is uh, what do you call it an artist when it comes to creating these custom game calls um, anything you need whether it's turkey pot calls box calls deer calls crow you name it he makes it and if he doesn't make it yet I pretty much guarantee um, you know, I'll i bet some money on it. You can hit him up and ask him um if he can make you something. Uh you let him know what you want it made out of and he will make your idea a reality. Check him out, check him out on Instagram at Nor'Easter game calls, visit his website ww.nore'eastergamecalls.com. All right. Get him in close with Nor'easter Game Calls. And last but not least, check out Afflictor Broadheads, I use them. I love them. Um, these are probably the toughest broadheads on the planet. All right. Um, I highly recommend you check out um, Afflictor Broadheads or their website, www.afflictorbroadheads.com. Um, I also recommend you check out their YouTube channel. A lot of great information, not only on their broadheads but just broadheads in general shooting them um testing them uh you know figuring out how to choose you know whether to go with fixed blade i mean the figuring out basically the differences between fixed blade and maybe mechanical broadheads you know a whole lot more check them out on youtube the afflicted broadhead channel all right i hope you guys uh turkey season is still underway if not i hope you had a great season um if if you were able to tag out that is dope if not i hope you at least had some fun uh trying to call some turkeys in um here in new york turkey season is still in full swing yes late in the season but um there's still a lot going on there's still plenty hunting left to do um the season here in new york state like i've said before runs from may 1st to may 31st um i've only been able to head out two days but they've been some uh you know those were two really cool days um the first day of turkey hunting i was able to do uh was on opening day saturday may 1st um i was able to take my buddy shack out um and it was a pretty dope day mainly because um you know it was my first time um getting out there and trying to put the knowledge that i've gained over the last year and change about turkey hunting um and put that to use um and i was kind of proud of myself because without having roosted any birds or done any real scouting i was able to get to a spot and You know, judging what I saw, you know, that early morning before the sun came up, I chose a pretty good spot because um, we were once the sun started coming up, we were under two roosted birds. Granted, they were a decent ways off. I want to say one one bird to our left was probably 50, 60 yards away while Berto, to our right was quite a bit further um I wasn't it was a windy windy morning it was a windy day in general like crazy gusts of wind um and while I wasn't able to get them to commit or even lay eyes on any of them what was pretty cool was that Shaq it was his first time turkey hunting he had a blast because he'd never heard a turkey gobble before and to hear he he enjoyed hearing that kind of call and response of my first time really calling and um using my pot call to uh to engage these these gobblers and he had a dope time with both of us we really had a dope time uh you know having a conversation if you will with these turkeys so that was that first day now my second day out um was with my hunting mentor who I got my first turkey with last year uh that is Anthony and um last week we got the opportunity to go out to hunt um my second day I think his his first I believe his second day uh second day uh turkey hunting and um we got to work with some folks representing the NWTF the National Wild Turkey Federation um you know they photographed our hunt um uh i was interviewed for a piece that um you know the nwtf is putting out and um look out for for some changes a kind of rebranding going on in the nwtf um that i think is pretty cool um i don't know if you guys peeped it but um you know i was wearing um, a new nwtf cap in my um, pictures last week and um that's just giving you a little bit of uh insight as to their new logo so um back to the hunt so um uh anthony anthony and i met up last week um uh, he wasn't able to roost any birds up there in westchester um but we had a great morning you know walking down this uh logging road we uh chose a pretty cool spot to set up set up the decoys set up uh this knee blind um and while we didn't get on any birds by uh by the time sun was coming up saw these two button bucks come in um which was pretty cool because um maybe about uh 40 or 50 yards to our left i believe because we heard them um kind of walking through the woods and we thought at first um we were dealing with other hunters um coming through or walking past us because it was just pretty loud um but turned out to be the these two deer and um they ended up kind of circling from our left from our position um like i said uh about 40 50 yards from us to our left to ending up about 40 yards in front of us um on basically on the other side of our decoys we were about 20 yards from our decoys and they were about 10 or 20 yards away from on the other side of the decoys, and um that was pretty cool just to watch because they were just it seemed like they were curious because you know anthony and i are sitting there at the base of this tree facing our decoys and i don't know if they were eyeballing our decoys wondering why they weren't moving or if they were really looking at us but i know uh you know they caught our scent probably early on um knew we were there and they spent a good amount of time there just just chilling watching us hanging out trying to figure out what we were up to and um like i said it was just dope knowing they were deer there were deer there you know what i'm saying so that was that was a cool start to the morning um but um after seeing all that um but not hearing any turkey um anthony and i went on to a second piece of property um it was where basically this is a property where i shot and killed my my first turkey last year my only turkey (laughs) period and um so we climbed this this mountain um we got up to the top and there were plenty of turkeys gobbling like it was awesome anthony's hitting the call um and they're responding we're sitting up um against this, uh, rock wall, just like last year, just like, just pretty much we were in the same spot, probably 20, 30 yards off of that spot where I shot my turkey last year. Um, we were sitting, um, again and, um, on the other side of this rock wall comes in this bearded hen. Oh, such an awesome sight to see. She's walking in, coming towards us, uh, on the other side of this rock wall and we can see about, 20 30 yards behind that that bearded hen is the biggest old tom i've ever seen i don't know about you guys but it's the biggest tom i've ever seen and um so anthony and i passed on this hen because we were trying to get the tom to commit and bring him in but um he wouldn't take like it's funny because the hen came as close as Um, she got as close to us as probably like maybe five less than 10 yards on the other side of the rock wall and the tom stopped at this blown down tree a little over 20 yards away from us a little over 20 yards away from the the rock wall 20 yards a little over 20 yards away from the hen and um he just wouldn't come in and as this hen came in towards us she cut right Along the wall, and the Tom, he's got his sights set on her. Like he wants her, he's following her. But he's like, "I'ma hang up at this blown down tree, and walk parallel with this with this hen behind this tree." So it's like, I wouldn't be surprised if he saw us. You know what I'm saying? But he was smart enough to know, I'm not coming in any closer. I'm gonna you. I can keep. Uh, I can keep my eye on this hen and stay behind this tree, and follow her, and um, we ended up losing sight of both the, the Bearded Hen and the Tom, and um, what do you call it, and uh, that was that, I mean, that was a dope, dope morning, Um, e- and I heard a lot of gobbles, so there were plenty, plenty of Toms there, Um, just couldn't get them to come out from wherever they were at, um but there was a lot of calling going on a lot of gobbling in response to our calling so that was pretty cool so i'm actually looking forward to um more than likely looks like i'm gonna hit it hard um tomorrow and sunday because um, the last weekend of the month memorial day weekend I tend to hang out with the family um i like to keep it that way so uh, i'm gonna hunt hard this weekend um you know Uh, get out there saturday get out there sunday uh with hopes of making something happen all right so y'all wish me luck. what up what up what up welcome to episode 61 of when the hunt calls the only hunting podcast hosted by a middle-aged black guy from new york city I am said black guy, your host, Cliff Cadet. Happy Friday, folks. All right. If uh, your spring turkey hunting season is already over, hope you had some great success or at least a lot of fun. But if you're like me and you're still in the middle of the season, I wish you luck. Um, hope you're still having fun. Hope you're able to tag out. All right. So check this out. There are... A lot of hunting crews, hun- hunting groups out there these days. Um, but one of my favorites, um, especially on YouTube, is this group, The Rise Hunt. Um, a really a really cool bunch of guys who are really into bow hunting, really into bow hunting deer. Um, and uh I enjoy their content a lot. They were one of the first groups that I came across on social media specifically youtube that um i felt their content was was truly genuine um i still watch it now um and i highly recommend you definitely check them out but um my guest today is a member of this crew alex Nadolski um this is the first time i'm really saying his last name uh, without butchering it <laughs> but um uh alex is a part of the rise hunt um he's a part of the crew um he runs their social media page um on instagram and whatnot um and i wanted to get him on here um i hope to have you know the rest of the crew on um you know at a later date and time um uh i think the uh, these are guys that you would all thoroughly enjoy uh listening to so again without further ado um check out or listen to uh my conversation with alex nadolsky of the rise hunt
1: all right all right all right ladies and gents uh join me in welcoming alex um i'm not gonna try and pronounce your last name because i don't want to do the service of uh, butchering it uh, but alex welcome to the show brother what's going on man thanks
2: for having me on. i'm alex nadolsky from the rise hunt
1: perfect perfect Thank you, man. Like I said, uh, Nadolski, that would have been the first uh, my first time saying it. And I honestly was not going to say it that way. So I'm glad you pronounced it. <laughs> uh, bad. So, uh, again, thank you for taking the time out to, you know, sit and speak with me. Um, Been wanting to have you um, on for for a while. Um, been been following uh, you guys on Instagram for a long time. Um, even subscribe to your YouTube channel. I really like um, your videos and whatnot um before we even jump into into um, you know any in-depth questions really What happened with your Instagram because I know you guys disappeared for a little bit and then just recently popped back on
2: Yeah, back in January Instagram actually deleted our page Um, we tried to fight it. They really wouldn't talk to us too much. We had over 15,000 followers um all they would do is reference us to their animal cruelty guidelines which honestly i ran the page and i still run our rise pages um i kept it super clean like i really not never tried to show anything gory like yeah we had our our kills on there our harvest but really there was nothing bad and yeah all of a sudden we had segment seven come out and i posted it and went to the gas station next thing i know i tried to go on instagram our page was gone and we're nothing was able to happen to get it back uh it was kind of funny the same week they took down rage and muzzy broadheads as well Well,
1: I, i was i was just about to ask if they hit any other accounts with the with the same kind of bull
2: yep they hit those same accounts that week um obviously those companies had some money to fight it so i know at least rage is back um We kind of ended up just kind of letting it go, which it really hurt because we worked on that page for over seven years. And like I said, we have a very good following, Um, a lot of pictures on there that we lost. Um, So that was really devastating. But a good thing that came out of it is uh, Carbon TV reached out to us because they heard what happened. So our uh, show is now airing on Carbon TV, which is awesome. Those people have been fantastic. They've been super helpful. So... Um, a negative turned into a positive and we are back on instagram now trying to grow that following back But we kind of stayed off for a few months because honestly, we were kind of salty about it Like I said, we had a lot of work into it. We were really upset with instagram Um, so that's why we were off for a few months, but we're back on uh, ready to rock
1: Nice congrats. I I really really like that Like hearing that like you said turn the negative into a positive Um, all right, so let's let's uh, switch the focus to you man. So where are you from?
2: uh i'm from detroit michigan about 30 45 minutes uh north of detroit i'm born and raised here um i really did come from a hunting family i will say when i was younger my dad did take me out here and there but it was something that i never had a super interest in i always liked shooting my bow as a kid i've been shooting archery since i god knows when three four years old but uh I was a big hockey player back in the day and my dad coached, so a lot of during hunting season he'd be missing some games and practices. So for certain ages there I really was kind of wasn't liking hunting and didn't want to hunt, but mm-hmm. when I hit 11 I was actually uh, walking home from school one day and saw some deer in a field super close and it was super weird. It was like a trigger. I went home and called my dad. I was like, "All right, I want to go." <laughs> and uh, he took me but at that time. The legal hunting age with a bow was twelve years old. I was eleven, so he did take me out, threw me up in a tree stand uh, by myself while he went to another spot and hunted. But I ended up seeing, I think, like nine deer that night. And
1: man, I've hooked been hooks ever since. Wow. So hold on. So he just threw you up in the stand, and your job was to just sit there and chill.
2: Yeah. And he was honestly on the other side of the property. Like I'm a eleven year old kid, just wore. Every piece of clothing I had strapped into a tree stand and just
1: watched the deer for the evening. Wow, that's that sounds awesome. Um, all right. So you primarily bow hunt. You don't you don't hunt in any uh, other fashion?
2: Um, I used to gun hunt a little bit here and there, but I honestly haven't picked up a gun since I think 2010. So I've been pretty much bow only ever since then. And
1: is all your hunting done right up there in Michigan?
2: Um, Honestly, Michigan's the state I kind of hunt the least now. Um, I hunt Ohio very heavily, and I have been hunting Kentucky a little bit here and there over the last couple of years with a good buddy of mine.
1: Nice, nice. And if if you had to choose now, is it only all about deer hunting for you guys, or is it is turkey hunting in the mix as well?
2: Uh, we turkey hunt too. It's kind of one of those things of we can't deer hunt in the spring, so turkey hunting is very similar. Um, but no, we all do turkey hunt. That's something I've gotten into uh, probably over the last like seven years or so. Um, we actually hold a big rise turkey camp with the whole team every year, and we did that uh, two, three weeks ago, and it was just a lot of fun. Get together with a team, have some beers, and
1: shoot some birds. Nice, nice. And um, I know Whitetail, you guys, are, are really passionate about but you do you or any of the guys ever think about hitting out like do some like uh mule deer, mule deer hunting or elk hunting anything like that um we all kind of
2: have a little bit i actually went on an elk mule deer hunt hmm, back in the day probably 2008 or 2009 and shot a mule deer um that was with a gun but it was out in colorado so that was pretty fun um but nick on the team he always tries to go out west um, probably like every other year and hunt either mule deer or elk. Nice. So, elks on my list. It's just, I'm still really stuck on whitetails right now. I do, want to, <laughs> have, but it's a few years down the line.
1: <laughs> got it. Got it. What about bear?
2: Um, yeah, bear is something on my list as well. Um, Michigan, you have to apply for points and, uh, to hunt in the lower peninsula, it takes quite a few. So I'm right
1: about eight points. So I'll be able to pull Michigan bear tag pretty soon all right sounds good all right so let's jump from you to you know the whole crew because all right so you you like you said you in your youth you kind of were in and out when it came to getting into hunting but then kind of you know light switch went off and you told your pops like i right, i'm in type of deal when did your boys as a matter of fact can you name the rest of the of the, the rise hunt crew
2: Yep. Um, We have Tyler Bentley, who actually is the founder of The Rise. Um, Then we have myself, uh, Nick Cohealy. And then we also just added Mike V. Um, He's Tyler's brother-in-law. We actually, we used to all race motocross. So that's kind of how we knew of each other. And Mm. we all hunted as well. And just kind of the passion of hunting and filming, since we knew each other, it kind of just all evolved and came together.
1: Nice. See, that was going to be my next question is how does it go from, you know, you decided you're all in and you tell your dad and you really get into bow hunting that now, you know, it goes from you to now a group of four. You know what I'm saying? Now, you guys get together. How how did the name The Rise, The Rise Hunt come about?
2: Um, That was honestly Tyler's doing. Um, he is um, religious. So that was where the Rise kind of name came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's something we kind of ran with ever
1: since then Nice So now do Are all of you guys from Michigan Or just fair, are you guys fairly close to each other
2: uh, We are all from Michigan But we all do live Kind of about an hour apart um, mm-hmm. So we're not super close um, But we are close enough That when we do need to all get together We can just jump in the truck And we're not too too far away
1: Got it, got it all right so then from what I've noticed whenever I watch you guys on YouTube um you do, some, sometimes like a couple of you guys will hunt together but then sometimes you'll hunt on your own you know what I'm saying um how do you guys figure out first I guess when it comes to because do you guys just all film individually or like how's that work
2: Yeah, for the most part, we are all individual. Um, We are just trying to fill as many tags as we can throughout the hunting season to produce as much content as possible. But when the time does come that one of us may have a free weekend that we're not traveling out of state to hunt, um, we will jump in behind the camera for one of the other guys. Um, So it really just kind of falls on how our weekends do. If we can get together and hunt, we will. Um, But a lot of the time, we are kind of on our own. Um, we still do hunt with separate buddies that aren't on the team, but yeah, for the most part, we are all each um, responsible for um, each part of a segment for each series. Or sorry, we we're a segment. We're each a part. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we try to have it so we, each segment has all four of us in it so we each have our own little part to it um whether we are separate or we do get together and help with each other but like i said we'll try to do a dough hunt every year together um so i get the team together and then we also have that
1: uh the rise turkey camp so we're all together for that as well See, I had always liked when I watched you guys on YouTube, it's it's really easy to follow. Like, I understand that you guys aren't together. So the, the information is always there. Like you're up at, at like five and five, six in the morning you're, or you're up in a tree uh, on this piece of property in, in whatever state and so on. So I appreciate that. And it's and what's cool is like it's not always about the um the kill itself. Like, you know, I've found over the last because I'm, I'm really new to bow hunting. I'm um, less than two years in and I found a lot of videos focus on like you know they got up that morning they're in the tree or they're in a blind and then you see the kill shot and awesome it's like the biggest buck of their life you know what I'm saying but um, I found what was cool what was really refreshing with your content was like I could see a, a clip of you being up in the tree and sun goes down you didn't get anything like you you guys are you know, uh, pretty forthcoming with like, Hey, couldn't make it happen today, but I think I'm going to be back out here in an, uh, tomorrow or another week or, or stuff like that. So I really like that content. Is that something you guys really strive to do is be as honest and forthcoming as possible when it comes to putting your YouTube stuff out there?
2: Absolutely. We want to show the realest side of hunting possible. Um, there's a ton of great hunting shows out there, but they're hunting unrealistic deer pretty much and we're trying to show you how it goes down all the time like I've been in probably the biggest slump of my hunting career I haven't shot a buck in since 2018 um I'm showing you that I'm out there grinding every single chance that I get I've made over 30 trips out of state the past two years and I haven't filled a tag but I'm going to show you the all my fails and hopefully one day I'm going to show you that success. I'm going to show you how I got there. Um, Cause it's not always you, every, every hunter knows you're not going to go out there and kill every time. So you have to show the highs and the lows of it. And we really try to each show, tell a story throughout our videos, whether we have a story with a certain animal or whether it's just our story of we're going to this state this weekend or for this week. Um, we just try to whole show the whole,
1: the whole story. Nah, and you guys do a good job of that cuz I like learning that. Like um I can't I can't name a specific um segment, but I know like when I first started watching you guys like um I remember one of you was like, "All right, I I've got access to this new lease. This is this is the plan. This is what I'm trying to do. This is the buck that I've been seeing um coming in at this time, so I'm going to try to get there at this time, then cut to you being in the tree, you know, at that time of day and then maybe the buck come in." and not present itself the way you know for the best part po- or the best ethical shot mm-hmm. you know, the most ethical shot and then you know what and then fade to black you know say and, and i can respect that so I, I like seeing that and i i'm pretty sure that's why you had such a great following um to begin with uh you know what I'm saying because of the honesty that comes through in your videos
2: and one thing too is each of us on the team have different standards in um, the animals we're trying to take and my standards might not be the same as like Nick's standards. So there is some deer that I'm letting walk past that other guys on the team are kind of screaming at me. Why aren't you shooting it? But (laughs) I'm not just going to shoot a deer because I'm trying to make a show. Like I'm showing you, this is how I hunt. And this is the realest it it can be.
1: I got to tell you that out of, and there's plenty of, of crews out there uh, of hunting groups out there Um, I think you guys are I want to say if if not my favorite you're definitely up there because it makes me feel a little bit more comfortable especially when you're honest and saying you haven't shot a buck since 2018 you know what I'm saying it's because like my biggest challenge has been over the last couple of years is feeling like I'm not getting out to hunt enough like I know it's only through social media, but I get people cracking on me like, oh, you need to get out there. You need to get boots on the ground. And so I know this. I understand this. And I even share this with other newer hunters like, hey, the more you're out there, you're, the more successful you, you might be. You know what I'm saying? But understand even the people that are out there, you know, a crazy amount of time don't shoot anything. And then also understand life happens. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm a husband. I'm a father. I work plenty of hours so i try not to i think your you guys videos were the first that didn't put pressure on me when i'm watching it like oh these guys did it why can't i do it type of deal you know what i'm saying so it's it's just dope to see you know what i'm saying that that yeah, like i said the honesty that comes through on all of that
2: and that's the thing is like we all work full-time jobs like we do this for fun we do this because we love it um but at the end of the day we want to be real and show you exactly how the hunts go, um, what will work for us. And we're really trying to help teach people. And that's one of the good things, I think, is we all hunt different states as well. So things that work in one state may not work in another state. So I think that also helps just sh- grow knowledge and us share knowledge to the viewer.
1: Got it. Got it. All right. So something I wanted to pick uh, your brain about is um, self-filming. All right. I have a hard time just, you know, trying to get my phone set up, you know what I'm saying, to try to to try to film something. Um, what are tips that you can, you know, offer someone who's trying to self-film their hunts?
2: Um, probably my biggest tip would be be very, very organized. Always try to know where what pockets you put things in. Um I run a big Badlands pack that is It's very deep. It has multiple pockets to it. So I really try to pack everything in the same pocket every time. And honestly, giving yourself more time than needed. Like if you're going to go out in the afternoon to hunt at 3 o'clock, go out at 2 o'clock and give yourself just a little extra time. Um, it just seems like when you're self-filming, there's just so much to carry, a lot to set up. Um, so the less you can rush, I feel like the more enjoyable
1: it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I agree. Is there any self any self filming gear, camera, tripod, or something like that that you can you can't honestly do without that you would recommend that a a newer hunter uh, or a hunter new to self filming should get should invest in? Um,
2: I'm really I'm not huge on pushing products, but I have had a a public land goal to kill a good buck for the past few years, and that's what I've been really going after. And I did pick up one of the new Lone Wolf. Um, the custom arm, the really light one. And I'll tell you, that's been a game changer. Like I said, self-filming is super heavy. There's so much setup, and I hunt primarily in Ohio in the hills. So carrying them up hills that have a couple hundred feet of elevation, just heavier arms weren't doing it. So that lone wolf arm
1: definitely was a big help. Got it. Got it. So let me ask, are you, you, do you do a, a portable stand, a climber, a saddle? Like what do you use to get up in the tree?
2: Uh, I'm a portable guy I run a Millennium M7 Um, we have no affiliation with Millennium that is just the stand that I absolutely love it only weighs about eight and a half pounds and it has a cam lock system so you can just run up the tree and hang the ratchet around and then drop the stand right in Um, I feel like that's the easiest way to hang a tree stand and some of the fastest so I run um, three light lone wolf climbing sticks with a rope aider and then the Millennium M7 nice
1: nice all right um and when it comes to where you're hunting right so you're originally you i mean you're originally from michigan but you mentioned ohio is that something that's close to you or or is was that just you know you knew there was good hunting out there and you wanted to head out there
2: um parts of ohio are are close to me but where i hunt is actually about five hours away um I knew Ohio was good. I've been hunting Ohio for I think about seven years now, mm-hmm. uh, and I happened to get a lease down there. That was when I first started back, I think, twenty thirteen or fourteen. I got a lease down in southern Ohio, and that was kind of just where I started. I found it online and just worked a deal out with the guy, and we got the lease. Um, so I kind of that was just the first property I ever started hunting on,
1: and just kind of branched out from there. All right, you know what? Um, I don't know if I told you, but I try to target when it comes to this podcast, my target demographic are newer hunters, newer bull hunters. Can you explain exactly what a lease is? Um, A
2: lease is basically when you pay an amount of money um, to a landowner to basically lease their property from them for the duration of either a hunting season or a full year. Um, I had a lease with the landowner that lasted five years. So I basically had free reign the property for five years. I could pretty much do whatever I wanted um, each, uh, landowner is different. Um, I was really lucky and had a cool landowner. who let me put in food plots. Um, really anything I wanted to do, he let me, would do some leases I've had aren't so great. Um, but it is a good way if you don't have the money to purchase land and you don't want public land,
1: um, trying to lease property is a great way. All right. How do you go about choosing a lease? Like what, what do you look for in a piece of property, um, when you're looking to get a lease? Cause like, let's say for example, you said that one property you had it for five years. So once your five years was up, uh, did you go looking for another piece of property? And if so, what were you looking for in that other piece? Um, I'm a big key on access.
2: Um, I really like to be able to access the property from two different directions. I really like to be able to access it from the east if possible. Um, cause primarily you have a west wind that way you're walking into your stand with the wind blowing into your face as much as possible. Um, uh, but yeah, access is the first thing I look at. I want to be able to get onto that property from multiple areas. Um, cause I've learned a lot of properties can be super great, but if you can only get in from one spot, uh, a lot of time you're just blowing all the deer out where you're walking in or walking out in the evening.
1: Nice. Now you mentioned, um, food plots right now, as far as I know, we're not big on them, here in New York. What exactly is a food plot?
2: Um, food plots basically like a little agricultural field, like a cornfield, bean field, um, but pr- normally planted in some type of green. Um, clover is great to plant in the spring. Um, I do a lot of winter bulb sugar beets in the fall. So basically go in and um, till up or disc up a little area. I try to do my food plots between a quarter to an acre in size, um, depending on what the property allows. Mm-hmm. Uh basically go in, till up the dirt, um, put some seed down and then definitely fertilize it and all that. But basically getting a little honey hole food plot for your deer to come through to eat at before they go to their destination feed field in the evening.
1: Wow. All right. So you not only just hunt these these, uh, these leases that that you hunt on, uh, you you work them, too, in order to produce, you know, what I'm saying some food for these deer like you really get into it
2: absolutely as long as the landowner will allow you to do that like i said the landowner i had was awesome and the property was about 100 acres and it was primarily just wooded and down in that area the biggest key is food and they didn't have crops so um being able to put in i, I think we've had four food plots on that property um probably totaling about three three and a half acres um in ohio you can feed as well so we do do that later on in the season but I really like food plots. I just feel like it's more natural for the deer. They're more comfortable in them. Um, it does seem to take them maybe a year or two to get used to it. If they're not used to having food there, like in the area I was at, that's primarily timber. Um, but once they get used to it, man, they hammer them.
1: Wow. All right. So you with having so much, uh, hunting experience under your belt, um, you know what I'm saying, and and being real real big on self-filming and stuff like that. Is there a most memorable hunt that you'd be able to share with me, with with my audience? Uh man, they, that, whether it's funny or like or successful or like the biggest buck you took today, anything you'd be willing to share. Can I give two? Yeah, sure. All right, perfect. Cause honestly I have two and
2: like I said, I, I love turkey hunting, but I'm not a huge turkey hunter. Mm -hmm. Um, but this one's a turkey hunting story. I got into turkey hunting, I think in like 2014, really, I I got a new bow and I just honestly wanted to go shoot something with it. (laughs) So I got into turkey hunting and, uh, wasn't able to get one the first year. But after that, um, my girlfriend, who's my wife at the time, or my wife now girlfriend at the time, um, I took her out turkey hunting. She really enjoyed it. Just not having to be sent free for one and, um, the calling with the birds, she enjoyed it. So, her and I tried to bow hunt turkeys for like four years without any success. Like, and don't get me wrong, we were calling birds in just in the wrong spots, couldn't get shots with them with bows. Um, had a couple missed opportunities with bows. Um, so finally, we went up. My buddy gave us permission to go hunt uh, one of his little ride fields. And we went out on this Saturday morning and had this beautiful Tom come in with a hen, but we had a struggling Tom decoy out and the Tom wouldn't come all the way into the hen or all the way to the decoy setup. He just kind of hung up and he didn't like it for an hour. He just strutted around like 50 yards out where she couldn't shoot. So later on that day, ran to the store, got a Jake decoy. Um, Next morning went right back in and the exact same time he came out the day before, he comes out sees that jake decoy just puffs up starts strutting comes all the way in <laughs> and my girlfriend just hammered him and runs off and dies and it was just like we chased turkeys for so hard for so long and for her to kill one before i did was just i'll always remember that um that's hanging awesome hanging on our wall to this day um, i finally did end up killing my turkey the year after but hers is still bigger and just that's one of the, the hunts i'll
1: always remember that's dope man that's definitely cool
2: but also for a deer one um this is another southern ohio story um i was chasing two deer really hard i had on the property since they were two and a half years old um so at this time they were both four year old deer um i was the one i wouldn't have on the property as much as the other one so i was really focusing on the one i actually i called him stretch and then um the other one was called short g2 So I was chasing stretch all year long, and I got close to him. According to the cameras, I got close to him like seven times. Like either I got out of the stand and he walked by or he walked by and I got in the stand, just stuff like that. We got super Mm. close. Came down to the end of the season, and I'm like, I just need cold weather, and I'll give him food, and we'll make it happen. Well, um, after the second gun season in Ohio, I didn't get any more pictures of stretch. So I do believe um, the neighbor was able to take him. But going into the late season, I went down there on New Year's Eve, or the day before New Year's Eve, and um, I was able to be down there for, I think, seven days. And we had the coldest weather I've ever hunted in my life. In the mornings, at like 9 o'clock in the morning, it was negative 10 degrees. Damn. Super, super cold. So I got down there the day before New Year's Eve, got two spots set up, one ground blind spot, one tree stand spot. Um, one on each side of property basically. And I knew I had good bucks on each side of the property. So basically I would not be able to pressure so much having two spots. Um, and there were both spots that I could kind of see from the road at certain angles. So I could actually see if there was deer in there and I could kind of scout a little bit during the day when I wasn't hunting. And, um, the first night, um, I saw, I think three bucks, one being a really nice six by five. Uh, about 130 inch deer that it was just a year too young that i didn't want to shoot him because he had so much potential so let him go and my girlfriend at the time wasn't too happy about that (laughs) because she's like you should be home with me and why are you passing good deer like that um so anyways kept hunting for the next few days and just saw a ton of deer some of the best hunting ever but man it was cold um but going into the fourth day I was going to hunt in a different spot, and my girlfriend's like, no, you need to go back to the spot and chase the big one. I called short G2. And about 45 minutes before dark, I had a buck that already shed his antlers come out. It's January the 3rd. Um, so he just comes out. He starts feeding. and kind of kept looking back, looking back. And then all of a sudden, this, this buck I called short G2 steps out like 15 yards. And it's so cold. Like, even when you were to breathe, like, it was making noise. So just mm-hmm. on pins and needles with this deer, just being so close. He got into I had some corn out, so he got to about 20 yards and I went to draw back. And like I said, it was so cold. Everything just made noise and he ran off to like 50-55. And luckily I didn't have a single pin sight and I was able to pace <laughs> up on him. And I, I hit him pretty good at fifty-five yards. And nice. It was, one of those hunts and i was down there on a piece of property all by myself i stayed the whole week by myself on um just a a little side-by-side trailer that the landowner had on the property so like no cell service no tv i was sleeping on an air mattress all week long like the only time i really get to talk to people was when i would go into town for dinner um so it was just it was kind of it wasn't a brutal hunt like brutally cold but it was just it was a long week and it felt good to get it done i'm a really good deer
1: nice man congrats on that
2: thank
1: you all right listen i'm gonna start i'm gonna start rounding this out but um before i do i want to ask is there any any kind any piece of advice for a newer bow hunter that like one thing that you you think above anything else a new bow hunter or new hunter in general should know
2: stay off social
1: media Social media is a killer because you see all these
2: big killed, all this stuff. Don't read into the social media hype. Biggest key to new hunters is just hunt for your own goals. Don't worry about what anyone else is doing, what anyone else is killing. Just hunt for yourself. Kill those first deer and just keep climbing the ladder from there. But like I said, don't worry about what
1: anyone else is doing. Just enjoy it. And enjoy the hunt definitely wise words thank you man so now you mentioned um all right you guys are back on instagram so what's your instagram handle uh the rise hunt no spaces all right and how can they find you on youtube um
2: we are the rise underscore hunt on youtube and then check us out on carbon tv and just search the rise hunt
1: nice nice all right um that's it brother man thank you for for taking the time out this evening to to sit and speak with me um again i'm a big fan of you guys' youtube content so keep it up congrats on this this partnership with with carbon tv you know what i'm saying they they put out some great content as well um i'm glad like you said you were able to turn like you said earlier you turned that negative with with uh instagram into a positive and basically a, a larger or basically, if not the same, definitely a bigger um, platform for you guys to, to put your content out there.
2: Well, thanks, man. I appreciate I appreciate you having us on and following along like you have been.
1: All right. No doubt, brother. Yo, stay blessed, man. You too, buddy. To talk to you soon.
0: All right. All right, folks. Great conversation there with Alex. I hope you guys thoroughly enjoyed it as well. Um, make sure to follow these guys on instagram help them bring their following right back up to what it what it was um i guarantee you you're gonna see some awesome content you won't regret it um you find them on instagram again at the rise hunt t-h-e-r-i-s-e h-u-n-t at the rise hunt and then uh you can find them on youtube as well also on awesome video content at uh what do you call it uh, their YouTube channel, the rise hunt. All right. So check them out. Um, now, if it is your first time listening to this podcast, I truly appreciate you guys tuning in, um, whatever platform you're using. Um, Hey, head over to the review section, hook a brother up with a five-star rating. Um, if you're feeling truly generous, hooking up with a dope review and, um, to you folks that are return listeners regular subscribers i truly appreciate you guys keep on listening um got some more dope interviews coming down the line for you guys all right so hope you guys have a great weekend have a great day a great weekend a great week month year and so on all right folks stay blessed and remember to respect the journey even when it's not your own